You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Hey you guys, Dr. Laura Mock here. You might have noticed things are looking and sounding different over here. I've rebranded the podcast. Now it's simply called Love Your Practice. As a life coach, I know how to teach you to love your practice, to be the best leaders that you can. And when you do that, you're going to love your life too. So listen in. It's still the same old me in there. And I'm just going to keep on trying to make your life better over here. We'll see you on the other side. So I would like to welcome to our podcast, Dr. Laura Schwint. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I'm really glad you're here too. You know, I discovered you, I think it's less than a year ago. You were on social media and I was like, here is another dentist named Laura who coaches dentists and like, we're the same person. <laughs> I know. I absolutely love and follow everything you do because it just feels like home to me. I just, I really have a passion for exactly what you're doing. So I'm so happy we connected. Me too. It's so, you know, we, what we're doing is so needed right now. Like we female dentists, I mean, mine are all female. I don't know. Do you help men? No, females, 100%. Okay. Just women. No. We women, we need each other and we need to support each other. You know, it's so easy when we're living in scarcity mode to start feeling like we're competing with each other or we're comparing and with social media, things get misunderstood and stuff. And then we're not enjoying the support that we could be. Oh, I think that's so true. And this, I highlight this when I used to get together with my female dental colleagues and it was like we all just finally were able to breathe when we just came together and talked about what our challenges were and realized that we're all going through it together. Why don't we go through it together and not alone? Yes, it's like we're t 10 separate desert islands just a little bit of farther apart from each other. You know, we're, we got the same weather, the same species the same waves and water, but we're doing it by ourselves. Right, right. Yeah, and that's, that's just something I think that as women, I think that our feminine energy is just such an important piece to our balance and our well-being. And we, we need to capitalize that and share it with others and, and let others feel comfortable expressing it. Yes, that's so true. So you are now what I would call you our life like a balance coach for female dentists right right you don't practice dentistry anymore I do not I sold my practice a couple of years ago moved across the country to the mountains and here I am yeah and I like to follow what you put on social media because it's all about helping me be healthier and like nicer to myself and stuff, you know, which I always appreciate. A lot of them have to do with nutrition, which I think is great and sort of like a very open, um, needed place for us female dentists. 
But the reason that I invited you onto my podcast was because of a post that you put on there about happiness. Can you tell me again what it was? Yeah, it's about hacking your happiness chemicals. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we're getting close to the holidays here and everything gets a little extra stressful. And, um, you know, we've had these huge swings in the demand of our services this year. And we've got, we're worrying about getting COVID or our hygienist has COVID or a kid who goes to school has it or whatever. And I'm like, you know, we could use some more of those happiness chemicals. Right, right. And, you know, it was sort of like what we were talking about is as women, as practice owners, as healthcare providers, oftentimes mothers, we are serving everybody else all the time. And that is a wonderful thing to do. It's a beautiful thing to come into a room and give your patient your full attention and make their experience wonderful. But what we sometimes neglect is that we have stuff going on in our world that maybe is uh, not very exciting, happy, beautiful, joyful that we need to deal with. And we can't deal with it when we're constantly serving others. You know, it's so true. I remember because I was a dental assistant before I went to dental school. And I remember sitting with the dentist and I was like, their job is easy. <laughs> I didn't see. I, what I saw was the show that they were putting on for the experience of the patient, which is not wrong. It's just, you know, at that moment, we're there for them, not ourselves. But the problem is that if you put on this show for your patients all day long, and then you go home and you have a new show to put on with your family. And when do you take a moment and how do you take a moment for you to feel good? Right, right. And it's, I think it's super critical because it's just like anything. It will build and then it will blow. If you don't engineer moments of mindfulness, of happiness, of joyfulness into your day, to take care of your basic needs. And yep. so I think that that is a really good thing to remember. It's just like when there's issues with, you know, with a relationship, if you don't address those, they build, they go somewhere and they have to get released at some point. So, yeah, it's like cooking the rice in the Instapot. It's just waiting for the pressure. <laughs> to come out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah, if you can engineer these little hacks into your days and they don't have to be super hard, they don't have to be long. A lot of it is free, but it's a, it's a, it's a, a mindful intention to put these into every day so that you feel that, you know, your feelings matter and you take care of you. Yeah. So tell us some of these things. Like we just want some easy low speed bump, help us take care of ourselves, help us use those happiness hacks to get all the happy feelings we can. Awesome. Yeah. So one of um, the best ones, dopamine is the reward chemical. All right. It's that it's the thing when we check social media and someone likes our post, right? Yay. Yeah. I got a like. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, especially as a dentist, you have tasks that you do all day that go well. And we don't often just take a moment and celebrate those. Mm -hmm. So you do an incredible DO filling on tooth number 19 in a patient that can barely open their mouth. And it's beautiful. 
How often do you walk out of the operatory and pat yourself on the back or give yourself a high five and really say, yes, that was awesome. <laughs> and if you do that, if you engineer that into any little task, anything that you complete and really celebrate it, you are giving yourself a boost of dopamine. You're rewarding yourself and you're going to feel better. You know, it's funny because as soon as I walk out of an operatory, I'm walking towards the next operatory. Mm -hmm. I got two people waiting for me or whatever. Yep. So I don't sit there and celebrate what I did. Mm -mm. No, and that's very true in a busy practice. Another tip that I have is when you go back to your office, mm -hmm. if you can just keep a notebook by your computer and write down a couple of things that went well. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, before you leave, if you just glance over that list and then do a little happy dance or celebrate or even just say a little blessing of gratitude to how many things went well, that's another, another way to do it. That's a really good thing to do at the end of the day, which I talk about in my How to Not Go Home Angry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a few episodes back, but... You know, you have that one person who complained or that one margin that didn't fit and you had to send the crown back or whatever and everything went great, but all your brain wants to focus on is that one bad thing. So mm -hmm. you can just intentionally say, I see that thing. It's fine, but I'm also going to see these other good things. It's amazing how much it affects how you feel. Right. And the cool thing is, is you actually rewire your brain. You, you actually then start noticing the good things more than the bad things. Mm -hmm. Creating new neural habits, mm -hmm. neural pathways. Yep. Yeah. And that's also a great, when you, when you get together with your female colleagues and, you know, a lot of the times, what do we start doing? We start complaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and there, you do need to let that out. But then if you can then end those conversations with all the good things, Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I, I don't believe that everything is unicorns and rainbows. We need to talk about the hard stuff too. Yeah. That's but true. if we can talk about the hard stuff and then look to see how we can make it better and then celebrate at the end, it's, it's amazing how that lifts you up instead of takes you away from that conversation, actually feeling depleted. Tell me about how that would look with a conversation where your ladies are used to just doing the complaining part. Yeah. And you have the secret goal of ending positive. How, what do you say? I think you just come right out and, and, you know, call the, the, the tea kettle, you know, just say, all right, let's switch gears. Let's talk about something good that happened in your practice this week. One good experience. And it, it doesn't have to be clinical. It can be, you know, an, an, a relationship with a team member. It can be a review online. It, you know, it can be that you paid off a big bill. I mean, anything really. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny because those good things happen. And then it's like, like my coaching month in October. I had a huge month. Okay. Everyone wants to buy coaching right now. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. And then November started. And instead of going, wow, I really did that. I said, well, November is probably not going to be as big. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. why, why does our brain do that? <laughs> no, I know it's so, you know, it's not like life isn't hard enough, but we have to, we have to train our brain too every day. It's yeah. like, it's like uh, going to the gym. We have to, you know, we have to do the same with our brain every day or it'll get weak. Yeah. So we're saying to our friends, friends, I'm so glad we're here. And now let's talk about positive things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that my friends would object to that. No, no. I, and, and it just feels good. Everybody, and that, that's going to like segue me into our next chemical, which is oxytocin, right? The love chemical. The one that makes me want to hug my kids. That's right. <laughs> and so one of the best ways to generate that is to give somebody a compliment. Okay. And so when you have your, your girlfriends, your colleagues, I mean, just sending them a message, a text, a quick text, some compliment, something that they're doing well, or on social media, you can send a private message. Mm -hmm. um, obviously in person, you, you know, it's a great way to do it. You can do this with strangers. I mean, you, at the, check out at the grocery store, you can compliment the person on their earrings or, you know, whatever, just giving a compliment. It makes the other person feel better, but it's sort of selfish because it makes you feel good too. It does. You get this warm, yum, yummy feeling of, oh, just love you, you know? Yes. Yeah, that's great. You can compliment your team members too oh, because yeah. they love feeling appreciated. It's their favorite. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is something, I mean, it's so simple, but at the end of the day, just thinking of one thing that someone did well and really letting them know goes, you know, from the surveys, team members say that that's more important than bonuses. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. Crazy. We actually have an evening huddle in our practice. Oh, nice. Where we go, this is what we did. Thank you, everybody. I love that. Go home and have a great night. I love that. And also, just so that I don't sound too much like I'm applauding myself, just so you know, the team said that I'm not very good at leading that huddle because I just am tired and kind of schmeh. So mm -hmm. they take turns. That's awesome. I'm never in charge of that one. So they took that nice. away from me. <laughs> no, but that not that wonderful that yeah. you have the relationship with your team that they can say that to you? That's yeah. a beautiful thing. It is. Because Otherwise, maybe you start to resent that because it is exhausting for you. Mm -hmm. And so, but now you show up and you enjoy it because yeah. someone else has taken over. That's right. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to look pretty. Somebody <laughs> else can say the good thing that happened. Yeah. Right. right. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So another really simple way to hack oxytocin is with animals. Oh. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, play with your dog. Uh, watch a cat video on YouTube. Uh, I have a, a friend who we send cute animal videos back and forth at least once a day. And so, you know, you just engineer these things into your day and, yeah. and you get these little boosts of these happiness chemicals and it can make a big difference at the end of the day. It really can. Yeah. Your dog, when you come home, your dog is like so happy to see you, you know, and you can just enjoy watching that butt wiggle back and forth while the tail is so happy. And that's right. very good. Yeah. Yeah. We have a alpaca farm close to us and 
For uh, under $5, we can buy three bags of food and spend an hour feeding the alpacas. And <laughs> it's one of the best spent hours out there. That's great. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So just, you know, making sure that you're making these tiny little things that can really add up and make a difference. And the key is, again, like exercise every day. Just engineer these into your day. Yeah, it's interesting because I can just go, how could I get some oxytocin today? So mm -hmm. I can compliment somebody or I could find an animal to love or someone else's baby to hold. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. So um, the next one really is the serotonin. And that is really is going to affect your mood. And it's super easy, fresh air, exercise. Those two things. And it can be as simple as being intentional with 10 minutes and getting outside and stretching. It doesn't have to be huge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, on your lunch break, if you can get outside for five, 10 minutes and just breathe, um, it can really reinvigorate you. It can change your mood. And especially if you've had an intense morning, for instance, in the operatory, where you're focused on technical things and focused on patient comfort and patient anxiety and staying on schedule. Mm -hmm. Just take a moment, get some sunshine and some fresh air, reinvigorates you more than sitting at your desk trying to catch up on everything. Yeah, that's very true. I love being outside, but I get distracted from being outside. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm busy yep. doing the thing that I'm doing, so I don't get out there. Mm -hmm. Yep. I used to make sure that, it, and it was weather dependent. I mean, sometimes the weather was inclement, so I couldn't do this, but I would actually take part of my lunch outside and say, okay, I'm going to eat this apple outside, mm. you know, so that you combine it with something that needs to get done. Yeah. Or maybe you need to return a phone call. Could you return that phone call outside on your cell phone? Yeah. You know, so at least you're getting the benefits of fresh air and sunshine. Mm -hmm. you, you practiced in Minnesota, right? Right. So there were days that weren't very nice to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm over here in Iowa going, I know what weather you had. <laughs> you know, but sometimes we'd get big snowstorms and I would go out at lunch and shovel and yes. it feels so good, you know? Yeah, if you can get out there before the wind starts, the shovel actually, you kind of get sweaty. Yes. Yeah, and, and you're smelling this fresh air and yeah. Yep. I have experienced that. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, and then the finally, the, the last chemical is endorphins, which are kind of like painkillers. Mm -hmm. When we release endorphins, so, you know, especially in dentistry, we do get little aches and pains in our necks and our backs and our wrists and our shoulders. And it's amazing what little things can release endorphins and actually help with that. And it can be as simple as laughter. Okay. So, you know, again, watching a funny video or finding a funny meme that you can share on your, your, your uh, business Facebook page. Mm-hmm having a friend that's funny and connecting with them yeah. is wonderful. 
But smell is also a huge one, which a lot of people don't think about. And yeah, I think about that for endorphins. Yeah, you can engineer your, your, what you're smelling so easily with essential oils. Mm-hmm. Or um, at home, you can create little things in a, in a pot on the stove that simmer natural ingredients like rosemary and vanilla and lemon and, and really create an atmosphere. Remember how you feel when you go into a spa, for instance. It just smells so good. And that is a natural painkiller. And so you can think about that when your patients walk into the office. How does your office smell? You know, some of your patients may be coming in in pain. And if they smell the traditional dental smells, it can actually increase their anxiety and increase their pain. Yeah. And so engineering how your office smells. That's a really good one to think about for you and your patients because you don't think about the smells very much and yet they affect you so deeply because they're in the primitive part of your brain. Right. Yeah. And it's so easy now to get different, you know, essential oil diffuser and you can get all sorts of different nice smelling things. We use a lot of lavender in our practice. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll just take some and put it on a four by, or a two by two gauze and just lay it on their chest. Yes. Yes. I love that. And then it's nice for me too. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You benefit from it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so easy. And patients really notice those little extra touches that you are taking to make sure that they're at ease. And it spills over to your team members. Mm-hmm. You know? they, they smell it too, and their moods will be different. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to the oxytocin too. When I'm saying to my patient, do you want a pillow? Do you mm-hmm. want a blanket? We've got heated blankets. You know, and you lay it on them, and they're like, oh, that feels great. And then I get that yummy, lovey feeling because I took right. care of somebody, you know. Right. It just sets the tone for the appointment, really, for everybody. But why is it that it feels so great to put a blanket on somebody, but it doesn't feel so great to do a DO on number 19? Why doesn't <laughs> that give me oxytocin? <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and then I guess maybe just changing the focus of, of what, what you're contributing to that to, instead of focusing on the fact that you had to give them a, give them a shot, mm-hmm. that it was uncomfortable, they had to stay open, that it's hard to do for us techni- technique-wise, Focus on the fact that you did that, keeping the patient comfortable. Mm-hmm. You did that highly technical procedure. Like we, a lot of times we don't even remember how technical that procedure is. Yeah. You think back to when we first learned those in dental school and how hard they were. Mm-hmm. They're hard and we've mastered that. We've mastered it so we don't even think that it's hard anymore. And so we have to congratulate ourselves that we have really come a long way mm-hmm. to be able to do that procedure well over and over and over again. You know, and that's so true that we're, what are we focusing on when we, when we finished a procedure like that? I mean, a lot of times if I did a hard one, I'm thinking about, gosh, what is that going to look like to the next dentist? Mm-hmm. But what if I was thinking, I just helped this person not need a root canal, or I saved this tooth, and it might not be that glamorous, 
-hmm. but I put it back into function and I removed the bacteria and the caries. And now this person can enjoy their tooth for this much longer. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And you did that in an incredibly hostile environment. Right. With an anxious patient. <laughs> Strong tongue. Right, right. Saliva everywhere. Yes, yeah. So I, I think that we sometimes don't give ourselves enough credit for how much we really do in a day mm -hmm. and how how challenging it is. And that is why it circles back to so important of taking care of yourself and doing these little tiny bits of self-care every day uh, so that you can recharge and do it again the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this gets me to, are you done with your um, hacks? Because I have another follow-up question for yes, you. I don't yes. know. Okay. All right. So we talked before our recording started about being out of balance. Mm -hmm. And I personally think that I was out of balance for like a decade. <laughs> like there, were, there weren't really any days where I was like, home. And I was exercising and, you know, taking care of my children and all these things. But I don't know, like I got so used to being out of balance that it was like someone with untreated sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. I'm not tired. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm not out of balance. Everything's fine. Just going to go have some wine, <laughs> you know? whatever. Like, can you help us right now to just recognize what that feels like to be out of balance? Right. I, I think that that is, you bring up such a valid point that we get so used to the life as it is that it just becomes normal and we don't notice those little clues. But they are, our body is amazing and it will tell us these little clues all the time. And as women, we are very intuitive. We have this knowing. And a lot of times what we do is we gloss over it because we don't want to be perceived as weak. We don't want to per be perceived that we can't handle it all. We can't do it all. So we, we gloss over these feelings, but these feelings keep popping up and they're, they're simple little ones like aches and pains. Okay. Or not being able to sleep very well. <laughs> Stomach problems, indigestion, gas, bloating, um, skin problems, you know, dry skin, itchy skin, um, uh, acne, those type of things. These are all little hints that our body is telling us that something is out of whack, something is out of balance. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we think of these things as normal in the aging process. Like this is just normal. I have aches and pains. I do dentistry all day and I'm getting older. I have aches and pains. Or um, I'm getting older so my skin is changing. Um, my hormones are changing, so that's why my sleep is disrupted. Uh, so all these little things we can use as hints that, oh, something's not quite right. And if we try to get back into balance, we'll start noticing that these things start to resolve themselves. Okay. 
And that's when the magic happens because then you say, that's how I want to live. Yeah. I don't want to put band-aids on all of these things. I want to get to the root cause and live from that space so that I can enjoy life without having all of these negative consequences of being out of balance. I'm just so fascinated right now because I thought when I asked you how to recognize when I was out of balance, I didn't realize you would tell me those were all physical manifestations, Mm -hmm. not like thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. It was look at your skin, look at your joints, Mm -hmm. look at your sleep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And it's an amazing, it's amazing our, our mind heart connection, you know, like you say, you, you thought it would be in the mind and there is a big connection there, but the body's first mechanism to let us know our physical manifestations. Yeah. Do you think this is a little bit way out there? So just forgive me or tell me to move on. Do you think that our negative thoughts create inflammation 100% for sure 100% for sure it's sort of like you can't say that one thing creates inflammation but you can definitely say that it starts a cascade Mm -hmm. and that leads to other things so when we're having negative thoughts we'll likely choose negative behaviors more often than positive behaviors And so that contributes, you know, when you're, when you're, you're coming from a lack mentality Mm -hmm. or a scarcity fear mentality, you're much more likely to, yes, and I have nothing against wine, but you're much more likely to go home and have wine and maybe make some poor food choices, which then leads to poor sleep, which then leads the next day to feeling less energy, less motivation to work out again more cravings of poor foods and you can see then you feel worse about yourself so you have more negative self-talk it's like a a snowball effect that just keeps getting bigger Mm -hmm. well this reinforces what i get up on a podium to talk about which is the thoughts eventually become your life because your thoughts lead to your feelings and your feelings are put there by evolution. They did that on purpose. The feelings tell you what to do. Your feelings are evolutionarily placed signals to tell you what to do. So if you're thinking negative things, you're gonna do negative things. Exactly. But I think it's really important too, since we're talking about this, because as soon as I say that, I'm like, ooh, I'm a terrible person. But no, it's a natural reaction. It's natural for our brain to be negative. And especially right now, because our brains are not set up to do this 21st century thing. They really don't know how to deal with it. So it's also important to be nice to myself and for all of our listeners to be nice right now. Like, yes, you've been negative. It's fine. That's what your brain has been trying to do. And we're just bringing awareness and, like you said, these happiness hacks into our lives. Right. I think one of the um, the best recommendations I took was from um, Gabrielle Bernstein. Mm-hmm. 
And she said, your brain is naturally wired to think negative. Yes. And so what you have to do is recognize that, forgive yourself for having that thought, and then choose a more loving thought. That's so right. I just agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Don't get down on yourself for being negative because then you're still doing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're just perpetuating it. So yeah, just recognize it, forgive yourself and choose different. And I, you know, I do this all day, every day. It's a constant, it really is. You just have to exercise it all day, every day. Yeah. I mean, we're two female dentist life coaches talk to each other and we are still working on it. Yep. So. It's just going to be natural. We're all going to keep on doing that because we each have a human brain. Yep. And I think that the big key is then surrounding yourself with other people that are working on doing this too, because then it just becomes the norm. The, the, this is the way you live. Yeah. And that's why I'm so glad that I met you. <laughs> I know. I know. It's awesome. You're like, let's clap for each other. <laughs> Great. Um, I just really want to thank you for taking the time to help us with that today. And how can my listeners find you on the interwebs? Yes. So probably the best place is I have a Facebook group called Reclaim Your Balance. Mm -hmm. And that is a wonderful place to go. I post in there every day. And it's a place to just feel good, calm down, take a moment for yourself and uh, learn more hacks to bring balance into your life. I have to say, I'm in that group. And what I like is, you know, there's, there's negative places on social media and there's positive places on social media. And of course, Facebook has this algorithm to just show you what it thinks is interesting. And it's going to tend towards the negative unless you do something about it. And your Facebook group is one place where we can each check our box and go, this is a positive one. And let's find more of those. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. I'm so happy you enjoy it. And thanks for being a part of it. Yeah. And thanks again for being on our podcast. Um, Hopefully we'll have you on again. Yes, I'd love to. Thanks for all the great work you're doing. And uh, this podcast is phenomenal. So much great resource. And uh, I really appreciate everything you put out into the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you. To join our movement, find the Facebook group called Love Your Practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.